You're listening to the Eastside Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. This sermon was recently preached at our church. We want to encourage you to visit our website at eastsidesf.com. Now, enjoy today's sermon. John chapter number 3, we're going to be there. And uh, if you want to hold some other places as well, we're going to be in a couple different passages of scripture will be in John 3, uh, Luke chapter number 18, and Mark chapter number 5. We'll begin in John chapter number 3 though. And we're going to look on this, this uh, three different stories or four different stories here, uh, four different characters I say I would say in the Bible on all the same uh, topic there or the same subject if you would. And if you're taking notes here this evening, if you want to take notes, uh, you can title this message, Religious But Lost. Religious But Lost. There's a great confusion today about these uh, man-made religions that are around the world. Uh, There's religions, all sorts and kinds and flavors of uh, whatever uh, that you want to to, to dip into. A man's religion is man doing something for God. Man doing something for God trying to obtain salvation there. But can I tell you, that is not what our Bible teaches. Uh, the Christianity, what Jesus taught, was what God done for us. What Jesus done for us. Amen. And as we look through here, we're going to look at uh, various different men. But by the way, the introduction, I want to tell you this even, salvation is not just going to church, going to a church meeting. Salvation is not just going to a church meeting. Salvation is not gaining a church membership, having your name on the roll. And this is something we uh, run into big down south whenever we go knock on doors or we uh, canvas an area. It seems like everybody that you run into, they're saved. That's just what they, I mean, everybody's not. But everybody has some sort of testimony. Whether it's, hey, I've been baptized, or hey, I go to church, or hey, I go to, uh, you know, I've been to this, or I've been to that. But can I tell you, these things do not make us saved. Salvation is not just giving to a church ministry. That is not salvation this evening. All of these things are fruits of salvation, but not salvation in itself. You will not gain anything in heaven as far as salvation-wise uh, as, as much money you give into the offering plate, that will not gain you a salvation. Amen. You can t- come into the church week after week after week. You could have been in the orchestra uh, this evening or sing in the choir or have your name on the church or whatever it is. But can I tell you, none of that settles your soul in heaven. John chapter number three. We're going to be looking first here on Nicodemus. Nicodemus in John chapter number three. Uh, we're going to begin in verses number one. If you don't mind standing this evening for the reading of God's word, you've been sitting for a minute. Maybe we'll get you blood flowing a little bit. John chapter number three. We're going to read verses number one through verses number ten. Here it said there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? 
Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? And that's a valid question. That Nicodemus, if somebody come to me and said that and never heard this before, I'd be wondering the same thing, right? But it says there in verses number 5, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That born of the water is not a baptism regeneration, but that is that first uh, birth that you were given when you were born of a child from your mother's womb. Verses 6, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I say unto thee, ye must be born again. Amen. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but cannot tell uh, whence it cometh and where it goeth. So is every one that is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus answered and said unto him, How can these things be? And he answered and said unto him, Art thou a master of Israel, and knowest not these things? Let's pray this evening. Lord, I come to you again this evening, Lord, in Jesus' name. And Lord, I'm grateful uh, for the day you've given us, Lord. I'm grateful, Lord, uh, for Eastside Baptist Church and how they have been a help and a blessing uh, to us, Lord. Lord, I'm grateful for the members, Lord, that make up the church and the people that are sitting here this evening. God, I pray that you would add your blessing to the reading of your word. Lord, give me a clear thought, clear mind, clear speech this evening. Uh, forgive me for my failure, Lord. God, if there be anybody in here this evening, Lord, that does not know you, Lord. Lord, that may have a head knowledge of you, but not a heart knowledge. Lord, I pray that they would gain that this evening. God, I pray that you would call them, Lord, and they'd be saved to get saved this evening. Lord, I do love you, and I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Here we see this story of Nicodemus. Uh, you've probably heard it before, uh, probably read it before. It's no new thing. But as we look at Nicodemus, we see, first of all, that he was a religious man. It says that he was a Pharisee. This Pharisee, uh, they were, uh, they done everything uh, that a religious person could do. They went to church. They gave tithes. Uh, they came in, they helped out with the nursery, they done everything that a religious person that you thought uh, would do. You look at this man and you might say, man, he, he is the real deal. He might be uh, saved, he might be on his way to heaven. Uh, but this Pharisee, he was everything but that. He'd done all of those things uh, and as he uh, tried to obtain it there. Uh, he was a religious man, Nicodemus was. Uh, he was well respected. As it says in verses number one also, that he was a ruler of the Jews. So he was a Pharisee. He had all the right acts that he was doing. He came to church. He might have sang in the choir. And he was very well respected. But not only that, it says he was, a, he was even a rabbi in verses number 10, as the Lord said there. Uh, as a, that rabbi there, he was a master in Israel. And Nicodemus there, uh, he had everything, he had everybody probably around him fooled. But can I tell you, he was still missing something. There was something that he was missing that he did not obtain through all the works that he done. Can I tell you here this evening, you may be sitting in here and you may have your pastor fooled this evening. Amen. You, you may be sitting in here and you may have your husband fooled this evening or your, your wife fooled this evening. You may have your youth director folder or your school teacher or your parents or whatever the case may be. Uh, you, you may do all the right things. You may come to church on a regular basis. But, but can I tell you, unless you be born again, you will not see the kingdom of God according to what the Bible says. 
Amen. I, I've seen uh, many, many, many times uh, down south uh, and up here as well, but people having a some sort of profession. Uh, yes, I know the Lord, or yes, I have been saved, or hey, I, I've done this, or I've done that. But, but can I tell you, it doesn't matter if you come down to the altar tonight and you lay on your face before the altar. Unless you be born again, you will not see the kingdom of God. You may have been down to the altar. You may have had that profession of faith before. But unless there was a change that took place in your heart, can I tell you, you're still missing something. We see Nicodemus here. And I'm going to read a verse out of the book of Hebrews. I believe it is Hebrews in chapter number 12 and verses number 6 it says, For whom the Lord loveth, he chastiseth, and scourgeth every son of whom he receiveth. If you endureth chastising, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the Father chastiseth not? But if you be without chastisement, Whereof all are partakers, then you are bastards and not sons. Can I tell you what the Bible is saying there? The Lord is saying uh, who he loveth, his children. He disciplines his children when they do something wrong. It would be just like uh, my little girls or my little boys. They're going against something that I've told them to do or uh, doing something that I told them not to do. And they'll uh, do doing that or not doing that or whatever the case may be there. Because I, and you've probably heard this growing up, I, I know I did. I'm doing this because I love you. Have, you. have your parents ever told you that growing up? And I promise you, uh, teenagers or kids in here this evening, your parents do uh, discipline you and may spank you or uh, put you on restriction or whatever the case may be because they love you. And the Lord tells us here in the Bibles in the book of Hebrews that if you don't have that chastisement from the Lord, if you're okay in your sin, if you're okay uh, looking at pornography, if you're okay uh, drinking alcohol, if you're okay having a filthy mouth, and these things do not bother you, but not only do they not bother you, if the Lord does not chastise you, spank you, so to speak, or discipline you, when you do sin, you may want to check up. Amen. Because it may be that you're bastards and not sons. It may be that you're not of the Father. We're going to next look at this uh, gentleman, this Pharisee in Luke chapter number 18. In Luke chapter number 18, in verses number 10, we're going to begin there, verses number 10. It says, two men went up into the temple to pray, the one a Pharisee and the other a publican. Again, we just went over kind of what a Pharisee was there. They'd done all the religious acts, but were not saved. That publican, he was a tax collector. All y'all are going to love them. We're all going to love them here in just a couple months. Amen? Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. In verses number 11, the Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank thee that I am not as other men are, extortioners. That is the person that uses their political gain to get things. Uh, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as these, this publican. He says, I fast twice a week. I know most Baptists that don't even fast once a year. I give tithes of all that I possess. And the publican standing afar off would not even would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote upon his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house 
justified rather than the other. For everyone that exalteth himself shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be exhausted. Exalted. So we see this individual here again, this Pharisee in Luke chapter number 18. This Pharisee here is just much like the first one. It says in verses number 10 there that he went into the temple. So he went to church. This individual, he was a churchgoer. Uh, he probably went to on a regular basis. This individual even prayed. He prayed to God, speaking, trying to speak with the Lord. And not only did he do that, it says uh, he was not as the other ones. He said, Lord, look at me. Look how good I am. He said, I'm not like the other ones. I don't do these sorts of things. Hey, can I tell you here this evening, you may not be a murderer this evening. You may not be addicted to alcohol or addicted to drugs. All right? Maybe you've never cheated on your husband or cheated on your wife this evening. But can I tell you, just like this man was, he was still missing something. Even though you may have not committed those things, just like this Pharisee said, I'm not an extortioner, I'm not unjust, I'm not an adulterer, Lord, look at me, look what I have uh, done, or look what I have, he even said, I fast twice a week, right? When's the last, that's the word us Baptists don't like to hear, right? We like our chicken, amen. He said, I even fast twice a week, I was stained from food twice a week. And I give tithes of all that I have. Can I tell you, there's many people in hell today, I believe, that fasted, that gave tithes, that went to church, that sat on the pew for years after years after years. I, I, know I can think of one gentleman in particular, close church to ours, uh, next near our home church there. This gentleman came in. He was a deacon of a Southern Baptist church, I believe, for about 30 years came to uh, this independent Baptist church, sat down, heard the gospel, and even though he was a deacon for 30 years, got saved after being a deacon for 30 years. Just because you're a deacon this evening does not mean that you have been born again. I'm going to say it again. Maybe you have your parents fooled. Maybe you have uh, the pastor fooled this evening. But can I tell you, there's one person that you not, will not fool, and that is Jesus. Amen. You will not fool the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Hey, I don't know where you're at this evening. I don't know uh, uh, how long you've been in church or how long you've not been in church, what you have tried to obtain or what you have not tried to attain. But can I tell you, unless you be born again, you will not see that kingdom of God. This man tithe that all he possessed, verses number 12 there. And even though he done all of these different things, he was still missing something. I'm going to read another verse here out of 1 John chapter number 3 in verses number 14. The Bible says we know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. Yeah. I can think of my pastor's wife as well. After my pastor and her wife or my pastor and his wife got married uh, they attended my pastor's church when they were young. I believe they were 18, 20 years old, somewhere in there. And she could not stand, she could not stand going to this church. A very well-known church down south, very well-known preacher all over the world, all over the country, and a good folks there. But she could not stand walking in that church. She could not stand uh, listening 
uh, to the brethren talk or listening to the, to the ladies talk in the church. She hated the people that were there. One day, the Lord dealt with her heart, let her know she was lost, got down on her knees at that altar, got saved. Immediately, the Lord changed her heart, and she began to have a love for every single person that was in that building. I want to hear this evening, you come in, and you may have a drug problem this evening, as in your parents drug you here, right? You may be here just because of that, and maybe you're just like, I can't stand this. I can't stand being around preaching. I can't stand being around good godly music. I can't stand being in the house of God and seeing all these, these happy people all the time. Maybe that's you here this evening. The Bible says, he lets us know, if you don't love the brethren, maybe that's a sign. Amen. Maybe you need to check up if you have that hatred for the brethren or for the saved individuals of God. We're also going to look at... I believe it's here in Luke 18 and verses number 18. Verses number 18 through 21, it says, A certain ruler asked him, saying, Good master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? That's a good question. That if you're not saved in here this evening, you, you need to be asking that as well. Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? None is good, save one that is God. Thou knowest the commandments. Do not commit adultery, do not kill, do not steal, do not bear false witnesses, honor thy father and thy mother. And he said, all these things have I kept from my youth up. But can I tell you, even though he kept these things, even though the Bible says he even done the part of coming to Jesus, of speaking to Jesus, he was sincere. As he came to the Lord, he said, Lord, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus started saying all these things here, and he says, Lord, I've done all these different things. Now, when Jesus heard these things, he said unto him, You lackest thou one thing, sell all that thou hast, and, and distribute unto the poor, and thou shalt have treasures in heaven, and come and follow me. And when he heard this, he was very sorrowful. For he was very rich. You may be in the position that this man is in this evening. The Bible says it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than it is a rich man into the kingdom of God. doesn't say it's impossible. But what happens is, is we start gaining those worldly possessions. We, it's a burden for us to give them. It's a burden for us to upkeep them. And it's a burden for us to have to pay for them or having to keep up with them years after years, if you're saved, the Lord will give you what you need and you won't have that problem, amen? But he says, I have all these things. The Lord said, sell all thou hast and give it unto the poor there and follow me. But can I tell you here this evening, he came to Jesus. He was sincere. He knew the scriptures. He even kept the commandments. But can I tell you, there was still something in his life. Selling his possessions was not going to give him saved, but it was that faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and following after him. We also see lastly in Mark chapter number 5. Mark chapter number 5 and verses number 25. We're going to begin there. We have a good picture here of a sinner coming to Christ for salvation. Here we see this woman with an issue of blood. Notice some things about this woman as we read down through it. Verses number 25, it says, And a certain woman which had an issue of blood 
12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be, made, shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And, and Jesus immediately, knowing in himself the virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who toucheth my clothes? His disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou, Who touched me? And he looked around to, about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith, not thy works, thy faith, had made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of the plague. Here we see this lady with the issue of blood. She had this issue of blood for 12 years. And she had done everything that she could do to get saved from her plague that she had. Everything that she could do. It says that she had spent all that she had. She had reached the end of herself. She gave it all trying to heal herself from that plague. Can I tell you what that plague represents here this evening? That's the sin that you have. Amen. You may be doing everything that you can. You may be working everything. Uh, you may be coming into the church week after week. You may be giving your tithes. You may be giving your offerings. You may be singing in the choir. You may sit on this pew week after week after week after week trying to do something for that plague that you have, that you inherited. But can I tell you, the Bible says, for by grace are you saved through faith. Yes. That not of yourself. It is the gift of God. And let me explain this real easy uh, to you. I explain it to my kids this way, the, the, what grace is and what mercy is. Mercy would be me telling my, my girls, saying, hey, girls, you need to go clean your room. And I give them tasks to do, saying, hey, you got 30 minutes to clean your room. And I come back 30 minutes later, and not only is their room not cleaned, they may be sitting on the, on the, in, the, in the floor there or on their beds playing with their dolls or what have you, color to color book or what have you. Mercy is them, mercy is us not getting something that we do deserve. Mercy would be me saying, Maddie and Lily, I know you didn't clean your room and I know you disobeyed, but I'm not going to spank you. I'm not going to discipline you, right? Yeah. That would be mercy. Right. Hey, that's what the Lord gives us. But God commended his love toward us. And now while we were yet sinners, he died for us. And I'm thankful for that. That's that mercy that the Lord gave me. Hey, that grace is what uh, mercy is us not getting something that we do deserve. And grace is us getting something that we don't deserve. You know what grace would be? It would be me saying to my girls, not only am I not going to discipline you and give you a spanking or discipline you however, not only am I not going to do that, let's go get ice cream. Huh. Right? Yeah. Did you catch that? Yes, sir. So, let me say that again. That would be me saying, hey, I know you did something wrong. I know you sinned. Uh, not only am I not going to discipline you and send you to a sinner's hell for sinning, but hey, let's go get some ice cream. 
hey, let me, let me send you my son when he died on the cross for you. My girls looked at me when I first told them that, and they said, Daddy, you wouldn't do that. I said, no, but Jesus would. Amen. Jesus did, amen. 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 For by grace, us gaining, getting something that we don't deserve. For by grace are you saved, not through works. Nothing that me and you can do. By grace are you saved through faith. Faith in Jesus Christ. I believe it's Acts chapter number 20, verses number 21. He teaches repentance towards God and faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. We see this lady here. Uh, she, came, she heard of Jesus. Can I tell you, you first must hear uh, the word. You must first hear about Jesus in order to be saved. Then it says that she came to Jesus in verses number 27. And by faith, she touched the hem of his garments. It wasn't her uh, touching the hem of his garments that made her, her saved, made her whole. It was that faith that she had in that Savior. And it says immediately she was made whole. This was not a progressive thing that took place over time. Can I tell you, when you there is a conception that is made at the point you realize, I'm a sinner on the way to hell. At that point that you repent, you turn from your sins, and you place your faith in Jesus. You must be born again. You had that conception when your mom uh, had you there or gave birth to you. There is another conception that must take place, a spiritual conception. And when you call upon the name of Jesus and ask him to forgive you of your sins and to save you, she felt in her body that she was made whole, and then she confessed with her mouth the Lord Jesus. Can I tell you, I don't know where you, again, I don't know where you're at this evening. I really don't know uh, many of you very well at all. Uh, you've seen us around here. Your pastor hadn't been talking to me or anything like that. But I know what the Lord's put on my heart this evening. You may be in here this evening. Like I said, you may have us fooled. You may have your parents for Hey, it doesn't matter if your daddy's a preacher. If your mama's a, a Sunday school teacher. It doesn't matter if your, your mama's a preacher's uh, wife. It doesn't matter what your status is in the world. Unless you be born again. And you may be in the position where you're, where you're thinking, man, I don't, I don't know. It, it, can I tell you, it is a, a nervous thing. It can be a, a nervous thing. Man, I don't know what so-and-so would think about me. They've thought I've been saved all this time. I've told them I've been saved all these years. What would they do if I stepped out of the aisle and got down on the altar and asked the Lord to save me this evening? I can tell you exactly what they would do. They would rejoice. Yes. It says there's rejoicing in the presence of the angels right. over one sinner that repenteth. Amen. Nobody will look bad upon you. It may be a nerve-wracking thing, and you may think, oh, man, I, I just don't know about this, what people will think about me. Can I tell you, you may walk out of this door tonight and hit the road, and that be your last time ever walking in this building. Yeah. And somebody hits you on the way home. Can I tell you this evening, I promise you, I promise you, five seconds in hell, you wouldn't care what anybody thought about you. Five seconds in hell and those torments. In Luke chapter number 16, we see a good picture of a rich man who dies. And it says, in hell, he lift up his eyes, being in torments. Not just the flame, but the torments of hell. He cried. He begged somebody to go tell his brethren about Jesus. There's somebody here telling you this evening. What must I do to be saved? You must be born again. 
Lord, I come to you this evening in Jesus' name. And God, I thank you for your love, for your mercy. Lord, I thank you, Lord. Lord, as I was a nine-year-old boy, Lord, I had my sister that gave me her testimony of how she'd been saved. And you dealt with my heart and let me know I, needed, I was lost in need of a Savior. I went home when I was a young boy, about on my, my knees, called upon your name and repented, Lord. God, I thank you for saving me. I thank you for keeping me until that day. Lord, I do love you. Lord, if there be anybody here this evening, God, I beg you, Lord, that you would call them. God, I pray, Lord, that you would uh, not stop bothering them, Lord, until they uh, got on their face before you, Lord, and called upon your name and repented from their sins. Lord, I do love you. In Jesus' name, amen. We want to encourage you to visit our website at eastsidesf.com.